Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Two of the biggest stars on that show, Liz Peek. Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist and Steve Moore, FreedomWorks, actually chief economist of FreedomWorks, and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and his new book, Godzilla. Uh, Welcome back, kids. So let me begin, um, I can't avoid it really, with the TV spectacular on the January 6th committee. What a wonderful thing that was. But the New York Post editorial this morning Trump Dems remain obsessed with 2020. GOP <laughs> should look to future instead. Okay. Uh-huh. Let's peek. I begin with you. GOP should look to future instead, if such a thing is possible. What do you think? Oh, I think that's totally true. And I think the Republicans are looking to the future. They're looking to a very bright future when they take over both houses of Congress uh, <laughs> in November, for example. Uh, but should they move on from uh, January 6th? Yes, I think they all – every Republican has denounced what took place that night or that day. Uh, they've denounced the constant refrain from President Trump about how he had the election stolen from him, et cetera. Uh, I think the people who are so, so solidly immersed in this and can't let it go are, are the Democrats because they have nothing else. I mean, Joe Biden was elected by people who didn't like – Donald Trump. And that is really the beginning and end of Joe Biden's campaign. What do they campaign on now? Uh, Certainly not 8.6 percent inflation, certainly not soaring crime and open border, etc. They campaign on hating Donald Trump. You know what? I just think the rest of the world has moved on. Mm. Steve Moore, I'm interested. I mean, January 6th was a very bad day. No two ways about it. But I don't see this great conspiracy that the Democrats are trying to put together. Now, I agree with Liz 100%. It's a distraction. They have nothing else to talk about, so they're trying to make this into a big deal. Trump did uh, call for 20,000 National Guard troops, and this connection that they're supposedly making between Trump and, uh, and the crazies, I mean, I don't see the smoking gun, and, and that's why I, I don't take this... Uh, committees, Jan 6 committee stuff very seriously. What do you think? Well, I have a confession to you, Larry. I watched the basketball game. I didn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I watched the NBA finals. I I didn't watch much of it, uh, as I think most Americans did. I was on Um, a plane. I I missed the whole thing. And I was at an event, so none of us watched it. Right, exactly. Um, Yes, the whole thing is distur- highly disturbing. You know, it was, I agree with you, a terrible day for America. I mean, I was, I'm horrified by seeing some of the clips. Um, but uh, it was, um, I, I think, the, look, the American people want to move on. They want to talk about <laughs> the future. And I think the Post gives good advice to Trump when it's, you know, and, and he can't get past what happened in the election. The Democrats get can't get past it. Nobody wants to talk about the future. Um, and so, uh, given the you know collapse of the economy that we're seeing right now, um, it seems to me this is just simply a well, a desperate change of subject by the Democrats right now. 
by the you way, know, just, Liz, you know, just one quick thing, if I may. You yeah. know, I'm in Washington D.C. They have two. They have two um, protests and, and parades going on. One, one for gun control and one for gay pride in the same afternoon. <laughs> Good Fun. luck on that. Good luck <laughs> on that. You know, Liz, I attended an awful lot of Oval Office meetings in my three-year term. I mean, I was in there a lot. I never saw any pride boys in the Oval Office. Mm. I mean, I, ne- I never saw any of these crazies in the Oval Office. Now, I know they're out there, and I know they're mischievous, and they did bad things. But, again, um, th- this conspiracy stuff is kind of driving me crazy. Well, and, and I think some commentators actually um, talked about that in the aftermath of these hearings that we didn't watch, uh, that actually they, the Democrats have failed to connect the dots yeah. between the people who actually instigated the riots – which are the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers. You know, I don't know about you guys. I've never even heard of these people until recently. <laughs> Me neither. Uh, Me neither. And, 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 you know, it's like the QAnon thing. I mean, they create these sort of bogeymen. And look, I, I'm, obviously they're out there, and they've, got, they've arrested 800 people for various charges. And these guys, these Proud Boys or whatever they're called, uh, have been par- charged with sedition and whatever. But I don't think they can link it back to Donald Trump. I could be wrong. Uh, am I crazy? Was Rachel Maddow actually talking about how Donald Trump had a rally? Yes, but it was quite some distance from the Capitol, and he really didn't. I mean, was she actually, def- you know, creating space here between mm. that rally and what went on at the Capitol? It, it sounded like it. it's on Twitter. I mean, if, if she doesn't see a connection, holy crow, I, I don't I, think there is one. You know what? I, I missed that. Maybe I should invite her on the show. I miss that. <laughs> well, it, it just may be they took a bit of her presentation, and it's not a fair reflection of what she thinks, but it did seem like that, and I think she's right. I mean, I don't, I don't and honestly, I don't know whether that's what she was saying in its entirety, because guess what? Uh, there's a lot of fake news on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can I just add one thing to this discussion? I mean, look, there were some real bad actors on, on, um, on January 6th. But I would say about 96% of the people who were out protesting were peaceful, and they were, um, you know, we had actually people staying at our home who had actually traveled from Pennsylvania. They were just good, uh, you know, great Americans and, you know, cared about our country, and they thought there was a lot of fraud in the election, and, and they, you know, wanted to protest, and that's the right. So this, I, the reason I would just bring that up is this arrest of this Michigan um, Senate oh, candidate really? for just yeah. being at the rally is outrageous. It really, it's, it's, it's frightening. It's, so these, it's, it's very frightening. These, you, these don't guys, you wonder, Steve, if they had spent the the time that they have spent reviewing a hundred thousand documents, interviewing a thousand people, if what, what if Congress had spent that time really proving to the American people, looking into every election fraud right. assertion and making it absolutely clear to the country there was no election fraud, have real bipartisan investigation out of Congress so that Trump could no longer talk about it. All mm. the people who are Republicans could stop talking about it. I think Biden made a huge mistake when he took office. He should have said, we are going to investigate this. I don't want to be considered an illegitimate president by a third of the country or whatever it is. I think they really could have done something noble mm. and important then, but they never wanted to do that. And I think that's a sad thing. Steve, well, these except, people I mean, st- look, except, except for the fact that there was election fraud. Now, whether or not that election fraud 
you know, would have changed the outcome. Yeah. I don't know. But but I do think there was a lot of uh, a lot of hanky panky going on. Well, with, there was a lot of uh, pre-election fraud. See, yes, that's the thing. Exactly, pre-election exactly. fraud. Yes, yes. So yes. Th- I just want to clarify. My, my friend John Fun likes to say they stole it fair and square. so those people stayed at your home and then they went to the rally you know and but it was a really interesting thing because i remember talking to these folks and and they had you know packed into a bus and they were sleeping in our basement they were about seven or eight of them they were great people and i remember Mm. talking to them the night before and i said oh yeah and and i said yeah it's really sad trump's you know leaving office and they could say stuff like oh no he's not leaving you know i'm like what (laughs) you know there was this kind of idea that this wasn't, you know, that that there was gonna there was uh, some way that you know that Trump was going to be able to hold. Up. You know, they weren't seditious. They were just, you know, they didn't want to see Trump um, leave. And uh, you know that that thought was planned. And I, look, I think Trump is somewhat culpable for kind of leading these people on and thinking that somehow they were going to be able to change the election outcome. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's my own take on it. Well, his speech. You know, his speech at that rally was way too hot. There's no question it about was. that. Yeah. But it's also true, and DeRoy Murdoch has written about this, that weeks before, he requested 20,000 National Guardsmen. Yes. And it was turned down by the mayor of Washington and by the Speaker of the House. I mean, you, you can't pin the violence on him. I, I mean, I think that, that these connections that they're trying to make the conspiracy connections, I think, don't hold any water. He was too hot, and the whole episode is most regrettable. Don't get me wrong, yes. but I, I don't think you can pin any of that going into the Capitol, bre- breaching the Capitol on him. I mean, he that was not his intent. Uh, and and the fact that they left the Capitol unguarded, Larry, I think that's something that people on the right are, a, again, why didn't they have an actual bipartisan committee? Why don't they have some Trump supporters on that committee so that, you know, people would have some confidence in it? Having Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, they, you know, nobody has any confidence that this was a right, fair-minded right. investigation. Well, this is the Liz Cheney Employment Committee. Yeah. She has a post, post-House member employment committee. That's the way I look at that, yeah. trying to get herself a job. But then again, you got uh, somebody who was caught uh, who wanted to murder Brett Kavanaugh, and at the same time, Nancy Pelosi is still blocking uh, the uh, bill to enhance the security for the Supreme Court justices. And they got people following, uh, what's her name, uh, Coney, whatever Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, I mean, tracking down what schools her kids go to and oh what God. church she goes to. And no one's making a fuss about that. Joe Biden hasn't said a word about that, defending Coney Barrett, defending uh, defending Kavanaugh. I mean, that's a part of this insanity. I mean, this guy's one to murder. But they should, you know, first of all, even even picketing, marching, demonstrating outside of Supreme Court Justice House is against the law. Yeah. So why aren't they why aren't they arresting 800 people who are doing that? Well, why isn't why isn't Joe Biden speaking out about this? Right, he hasn't said a word. Where, where are the, where's the Democratic leadership denouncing this? It's really we're living a weird era right now, where uh, you know all they talk about, oh, we can't have gun violence, and and as this person has a gun, he wants to shoot a Supreme Court nominee, yeah. and and none of the Democrats have even spoken about it. All well, right, I think there's just such a double standard. It just that's just where we are. That's right. That's right. Let's take a break. Uh, 
go on to some other things. Um, my favorite Treasury Secretary Yellen up on the Hill, uh, hostage video Yellen, and she's pushing Yellen's FY 2023 budget, which is chock full of spending and taxing, which is most remarkable. We're here with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and uh, syndicated columnist, Steve Moore, Freedom Works Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and the author of Godzilla. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Larry Kudlow here. We got Liz Peek. Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist. We got Steve Moore, Freedom Works, and Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Um, kids, you know, didn't get much play, but Jenny Ellen was up on the Hill this past week defending Biden's 2023 budget, which is build back better. The last estimate by the CBO was five trillion dollars in spending, and the tax hikes. Okay, the corporate tax hikes, the individual tax hikes the wealth confiscation tax hike, and the international corporate tax hike. She's up there giving us more of the same while the CPI comes in hotter than ever. Okay, Steve Moore, I don't get this, and I'm incredulous to me that they can be doing this. Now, this is the same Janet Yellen who was, you know, going on her apology tour. It looked like a hostage video the way she played it. And yet it's it's more of the same, more of the same. No reset, no nothing. Yeah, you know, when uh, Trump announced his top cabinet officials and the, his top advisors, I, you know, that was, what, a year and a half ago. The one person I was, you know, had some confidence in was Janet Yellen. I mean, she was Fed chief. She's got the background to be the Treasury secretary. I've always thought she was level-headed, and I've been extraordinarily disappointed with her. I mean, she's just drunk the Kool-Aid of the progressive left in a way that I'm I'm just still shocked by. And so um, she was supposed to be the one who was the adult in the room, and, and she hasn't been. I mean, she, so she's now spouting all of the left-wing progressive ideas, everything from global taxation to raising the corporate tax and on and on. And she's also an expert on um, climate change. I don't know if you guys know that. And so anyway, the, um, the point I'm making is that w- when she went south on us, then there was nobody left to, to come up with any good ideas in this, in this White House. And so uh, you're right. She gave, gave a speech. I mean, uh, uh, in her testimony, it was all basically build back better, higher tax rates in American companies, all of the things. And, and I, I think that there's a connection here, Larry, between the collapse of the stock market mm. and the fact that there's nobody talking about any rational economic ideas. You know, in other words, it's not too late to start a, to turn things around. Right. But there's mm. no sense that they're going to do that. And that's why I think there's just a complete collapse in confidence. Consumer confidence is as low as it's ever been. Small business confidence is as low as it's ever been, and on and on and on. Well, Liz, Build Back Better is going to cut the inflation rate. That's the last I heard. That's what what we keep hearing, and not – even a fourth grader un- believes that. I mean, nobody right. believes that. I mean, I think I honestly think more than any other single canard uh, issued from this president, this is the one that has brought him down because nobody in the entire world thinks that spending another three to five trillion, which is what the legitimate number for Build Back Better was, is going to help uh, inflation, which was spurred by spending an extra two trillion dollars. So. It's complete nonsense. Everybody knows it's nonsense. 
Um, I just went through his speech uh, given out at Long Beach, and it's just a remarkable document um, or speech in that almost everything he says is untrue. I mean, he talks about how, you know, consumers have less debt than they've had before. That's just not true. It's completely not true. You know, wait, they're moving on to better jobs and better wages. Well, real wages were down 3% over the past year. It it doesn't really matter what you look at. It's all a fantasy world. And I I mean, I just keep wondering who who's feeding him this information and this material that is so blatantly false, uh, including, again, that ridiculous claim about Build Back Better. And by the way, I actually did look at those 42 economists, Nobel laureates or Nobel whatevers that he keeps citing. And they, a lot of them have backtracked because someone actually went and asked them, do you really think this is right? And they said, well, that's not really what we said. I mean, or no, that's not quite what I meant. It, 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 there is no support for this nonsense. And the sooner that Biden moves away from it, uh, the better. But he doesn't really have any place to land. I think that's his big problem. And Steve, in this, um, you heard Biden on Thursday and again on Friday, and I haven't seen this Long Beach speech, but I'm sure it's the same. It's an attack on business. Yep. Constant attack on business, Steve. And besides the Federal Trade Commission and the SEC and the Federal Reserve and ESG, there's no let up in the attack blaming business for all that ails us. This is a very bad thing in America. Um, It is. It's it's an extraordinarily anti-business agenda. And I wanted to just add one thing to what um, Liz was just saying, that the uh, I'm actually testifying before the House Budget Committee on yeah. Tuesday. And I got, uh, I got out of you're that gonna one. I got out of that <laughs> I think one. They, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think they passed pass that on to <laughs> me. But here's the reason I bring that up is because the theme, this is the Democrats. They run the House of Representatives. The theme of this, um, of this hearing, I'm not making this up, is how the American Rescue Plan um, – Save the economy and save lives. And mm. and I think my opening statement is going to be, really? Highest inflation rate, you know, in 40 years, and the economy seems to be in a state of collapse, and you're going to take a victory lap right now? I mean, Liz, you can't make this stuff up. No, I, I'm, that's just so offensive. I mean, when, when Biden took office and when this bill was passed, the economy was going at over 6%, and we were heading even yeah. then for, yeah. I think, a tightness in the job market, escalating prices, et cetera. And then they just ladled this thing on. And that's when people like Larry Summers just said, whoa. And, and apparently even Janet Yellen said this could be too much. I mean, she de- she denies it now, but that rings true to me. I, I'm sure she's not stupid, and, and it was a stupid thing to do. But this attack on business, this yeah. is such a throwback. I yeah. mean – America is business, okay? You've got 160 million people, more or less, who work in business. And I, these things never work politically. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just this far left stuff, Steve. We've seen this before. You get it periodically, then it goes away. But we're in one of those periods where you have the whole of Washington, the White House, the Senate, and the House, blaming business for everything. And it's just, it, it, it won't work. Liz is right. The cavalry's coming, and it's going to be a big change come uh, November. But I think it's very unhealthy for the country. It's very unhealthy for the culture. 
Well, I've said it before. I'll say it again, quoting my one of my great mentors, Dick Army, that liberals love jobs and they hate employers. You mm-hmm. know, and that is just mm-hmm. so true. And you can't have you can't have jobs without businesses. And so, um, you know, I was thinking when you were just talking, Larry, about okay, who's responsible for the bad economy? Okay, it's the oil companies, it's the drug companies, it's the meat producers, it's the poultry industry. I mean, all of a sudden, everybody, all these companies got greedy. Did you notice that? Just just when Biden came into office, so. He's passing on the blame. And and what really frightens me, so their solution is back to the 1970s, price controls. That's that's where they're headed. So I don't – in the Long Beach speech, just a new group uh, has emerged as the new bogeyman, and that's shipping companies, of which there are nine, and uh, mostly foreign-owned, foreign flags, I guess. Uh, and Biden wants to take them on. He's introducing legislation to control pricing, I think, is what he's trying to yep, do. Yep, to I your agree. point, Steve, so all these ships are going to turn right around and go someplace else in the world uh, with the goods that they're carrying. By the way, I just want to raise two things. You mentioned, Steve, uh, the collapse in consumer sentiment. I don't know that listeners have any idea how extraordinary this collapse right. in consumer sentiment yeah. is. 58 to 50, when all the economists were talking 58.5 or whatever. This is the lowest ever recorded. And when you consider the job market is indeed pretty good right now, people can get work, this is an unbelievable collapse. To Larry, to your point, it's because people have zero confidence in this White House. I really mm. think that's, that's where it comes from. And Steve, um, as you've said You've got Republicans joining this, wanting wow. to dismantle the technology industry. Mm. Yep, and that's a terrible idea. I mean, the technology industry, you know, and I don't like their politics, Larry. I know you and Liz don't either, but, you know, these are industries that have created trillions of dollars of wealth, trillions of dollars of consumer welfare. You know, Google, I always marvel at Google. You know, I can get any information I want in 12 seconds, and it costs mm. me nothing. So, uh, yeah, we've got to get Republicans away from this idea that industry, uh, you know, just because you're successful. I mean, being successful and building a better mousetrap is what the free enterprise system is all about. Yes. Thank you, kids. Appreciate it very much. Liz Peake and Steve Moore, you're both terrific. 